I'm not that kind of a businessman or entrepreneur that look at the market, analyze the needs, analyze the trends, and making an educated decision. I'm a complete, I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm a complete business artist. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. All right, everyone. I am super excited for today's episode with Oded Brenner, founder and CEO of Bluestripes. Now, you may recognize his last name because he is the founder of Max Brenner, the well-known chocolate brand and experience that's comparable to Willy Wonka's factory. Well, now Oded is focused on CPG and more specifically, creating a win-win-win experience for the business, for consumers, and for farmers of cacao beans. Now, he doesn't consider himself a businessman, but rather a business artist. So it was fascinating to hear his thoughts on CPG, what's broken in the space, and most of all, how he is building the Blue Stripes brand and product portfolio. There are a lot of really cool and innovative brands in the CPG space right now, so this is definitely one to watch and get some further insight on. Listen in. Oda, thank you so much for being on the show. It's great to have you. Thank you for having me. So we're largely going to spend our time together today to talk about your brand, Blue Stripes, but I want to get into a little bit of the backstory because... You are no stranger to the sweet world. You are a world-famous chocolatier, and you were the creator of Max Brenner, which I'm sure a lot of listeners know of. I have to ask, how did you get immersed in this world? What did you love about it, and what made you want to pursue it further and make it your lifelong mission, basically? Well, I don't know if it's going to disappoint people or maybe... uh spark their imagination but you know a, a lot of chefs talking about you know they were like inspired by their grandma they always cooked they wanted to it was their their childhood dream so not mine i actually there's a very beautiful saying of john lennon probably i'm not saying it exactly right but life happens to you while you're busy planning other things i wanted to become a writer that was my focus but then I, um, in order to sponsor my writing, I was working as an apprentice in Europe, all people making all kinds of sweet things, eventually chocolate. And I worked with them and learned more and more and more, dreamed of writing, but didn't really write, was exhausted from working with them. And kind of life led me into becoming a chocolate maker. So it was not a dream. It was life where leading me into making chocolate. But then when I started making it, I was really thinking of writing my stories in chocolate. And that was the uniqueness of Max Brenner. That's the uniqueness of Blue Stripes because we're not just creating a functional brand, but I'm trying to tell a story that is weaved into this business creation. So with Max Brenner, it was very obvious. The entire design and stories and kind of making Willy Wonka come true, come to life. Same with Blue Stripes. Yeah, I love that. And, and it's funny because storytelling is now such a 
big part of brand building, of the way marketing teams kind of go about their work. So it's interesting that you always had that close connection to storytelling. You wanted to be a writer and you kind of use that as a foundation for what you would create with Max Brenner and then and then Blue Stripes. And, you know, I personally have had great experiences with the Max Brenner brand in New York City. I know people worldwide have enjoyed the brand. But before you started Blue Stripes and after Max Brenner, there was kind of a, a time in the middle where you took a bit of a break, right? I mean, what was that process like? And How did that kind of get you to feel the itch to start Blue Stripes? Like, how did you get from point A, I guess, to point C? So when I sold Max Brenner and kind of left the brand, obviously there was time that I needed to take a break, but not too long. But I had some years of non-compete with the Max Brenner brand. And again, Blue Stripes was, to me, everything starts with a story naturally. And then Blue Stripes... I wanted to create a retail chain. If Max Brenner was this mega chocolate restaurant with this insane experience, but almost like a chocolate theater, I wanted to create a more everyday experience of chocolate. Being in chocolate for 15 years with Max Brenner, I saw that people are eating chocolate quite often, but it needs to be something that is not just about indulgence. In the last years, chocolate took an angle of especially, obviously, dark chocolate as a very healthy thing. The the content of cacao, cacao is as a superfood, so it's healthy to eat dark chocolate in our diet. And I wanted to take this angle and create a retail format that is more like an everyday concept, much lighter, easier for people to come and enjoy every day. And when digging into the foundation of this concept, I discovered what many people maybe know a little, but not too much about the cacao fruit, which is this incredible fruit that is behind chocolate. But when you make chocolate, you're using only the seeds that are inside the fruit. But the fruit itself has two parts, the white pulp or fruit that is inside and then the shell. Each one is an incredible culinary ingredients unbelievable things that you can do with them, obviously endless functional benefits. And when I started to work on Blue Stripes, I discovered more and more layers of this fruit that maybe talk about it later. And that's how Blue Stripes came to life. Started as a totally as a retail brand, but then in uh, 2020, COVID hit and changed our plans, changed our business direction. And we moved completely or shifted completely from from the retail, from the stores to what we're doing today, which is the CPG, the consumer packaged goods. Oh, that's great. Fantastic background. And what I find really interesting is that, you know, looking at CPG as a collective, I guess you could say, over the past couple of years, it seems like there's really been an acceleration of brands that are leaning into lifestyle, like health and wellness, but also sustainability. And it seems like Blue Stripes as a brand is, is kind of harnessing both. I mean, what, what do you think kind of makes the brand unique, especially in context of 
food because I feel like there's so many options now, all of which are trying to create a unique value for the consumer, whether it be price or product diversity or like that mission and values piece. I'll relate to a couple of things here. One of the most interesting things I think in Blue Stripe that we're dealing with cacao, one of the largest commodities of the world, coffee, cacao, tea. And I think what we are building in Blue Stripes, hopefully, can be a role model to many other industries because the crazy thing with cacao is that the big chocolate corporations years ago or decades ago didn't really need to care about what they're using because the world was smaller. So it was fine maybe to... um, pick whatever cacao fruits you need, take the seeds and discard the rest. Didn't really matter when you're doing it to, I don't know, a few hundred millions people, maybe a billion. But when you're already a few billion people in the world and the planet is becoming smaller for this population and to feed this population, we are all aware that you cannot anymore just be, I mean, so selfish and just don't care and say, okay, I just need the beans from this fruit. I'll use it and I don't care about the rest, especially if the rest is so, so unique and so incredible, both in the benefits that it has, but also flavors and culinary creations that you can do with it. And I think the unique thing with Blue Stripes is that in such a special industry, the chocolate industry, we are becoming a role model that is showing hopefully players in the industry, but obviously the consumers, look, there's no reason to use only the beans, which are only 30% of this incredible fruit, but you can use the fruit and the shell to make so many products. You know, we make products from cacao waters to granola, trail mixes, chocolate that is sweetened with the fruit. So here you go, let's use everything and change completely the supply chain of this industry. Now, Regarding to what you were saying, usually good things in this world are all, are a win-win-win situation. And what happens here is almost without too much effort, almost without really trying, you're solving not one aspect, but you're solving many aspects that needs a profound solution. So when you're using the whole pod, one, you are eliminating food waste, rottening, which is an incredible factor in global warming, uh, the greenhouse effect, etc. Second, farmers that until today were selling only the beans, but growing the entire fruit, can sell today two more ingredients added on the fruit. So they're selling the fruit, they're selling the shell, they're almost making triple the money with the same effort that they did before. And then ask the consumers, We are benefiting from an incredible fruit that, like I said, so many culinary creations can be done and obviously all these benefits. So I think talking about what you were mentioning, the modern modern CPG brands, Blue Stripes is an excellent example of how the CPG world should look like. Not anymore, let's call it selfish CPG, but corporates or brands or businesses that are, while they're doing an incredible product, they're actually solving an entire circle of problems, an entire circle of things that are becoming much better. So in our case, environment, social, farmers, etc., and the wellness and healthy consumption of the consumer. That's great. There are definitely a lot of layers there. And I think the consumer overall 
wants to understand all of those nuances and all of those elements that go into creating a product. They're looking for that transparency and and that insight so they can make the best decisions. So, I mean, obviously you're a storyteller. So how are you and Blue Stripes kind of bridging that, I guess, knowledge gap and explaining to consumers, you know, how products are developed and what the value is? And, and most of all, I guess, why that traditional or heritage approach to chocolate is like that model is kind of broken and why you're changing it. Like, how are you getting that story out there? Huge challenge. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie here. Huge challenge and even a bigger challenge for small businesses and entrepreneurs that are trying to bring something fresh and new and meaningful to these industries. Because telling a story to such a broad consumer base is hard. It just needs a lot of capital. And small businesses like us don't have the the large capital. But you're obviously first trying to focus and say the, the messages as simple as and direct as possible on your packaging, knowing also that you can't tell the entire story, knowing that it's going to be parts, and then in later stage, maybe more, then in later stage, maybe more, but you cannot tell everything at one point. You need to focus what is the main things that you want to say. In the perspective of Blue Stripes, there is a big challenge, for example, to in general, what is the cacao fruit? Because when you talk to people about cacao, they, the first association immediately is chocolate, dark chocolate, bitter. They're not aware that actually the fruit tastes totally different, that it's that it's a fresh, lemony, ref, like really refreshing flavor. So you need to focus. You need to get a lot of help from some great retailers that are in the market, like Whole Foods, Sprouts and all the natural retailers that are that they are already much bigger but they want to support these brands which are part of their portfolio to kind of tell the story and it takes time i mean if you don't have the capital of big corporation it just takes time because you can't advertise it you can't usually use big celebrities to spread it on social media so mostly it's just like patience step by step on the package, get the consumer. I don't know. We have social media today, so word of mouth is really powerful. And if it catches, then it can catch relatively quickly. Blue Stripes is still a young brand, so we're going to see how it's how the story is really conveyed to the consumer. Yeah. Time, consistency, and just focusing on the values and and the mission of the brand, I'm sure like that repetition, right? And that connection that this isn't just a product you guys are pushing out. It's a mental state. It's a mentality of for developing products. And and I want to go to your point around assumptions and connections that people have to the word cacao or what they know about cacao as a ingredient, because I was amazed at how diverse your product portfolio already is as a relatively young brand, as you were saying. So how did you and your team kind of think about 
product development and innovation because, you know, I find that sometimes with CPG in particular, there are a lot of like startup brands that focus on like one key product or two key products. But again, like you have a pretty diverse portfolio here. So how did you go about determining where you wanted to go as far as the Blue Stripes mission and brand? So again, here, I, I don't know if my answer will be the answer that people are expecting or the right answer or even an answer that can really guide people because it's very subjective and very individual. I'm not that kind of a businessman or entrepreneur that look at the market, analyze the needs, analyze the trends and making a educated decision. I'm a complete don't know if that's the right word, but I'm a complete business artist. I'm not really thinking of what the trends, what what the right things to do now, what are consumers looking for. I look at the material that I have to create with, which for me was the cacao, the cacao fruit. I started to get a lot of information and knowledge from ethnic cultures that are growing cacao, what they do with the shell, what they do with the fruit. And then I just like a painter on the canvas. You know, I I just started to, or like a contemporary painter, I just started to create. I just want, I said, wow, it's going to be so amazing to create a granola. Let's do it. Wow. It's going to be so fantastic to do it. Wow. Let's do cacao water. Every time I fell in love with a different product and I, and I took this few months, but I was always doing like this. Also in Max, when I took this few months and I was just playing, playing, doing, creating, creating designs to it, having all this line. Then when I had this line of more than 15 skews in front of me, it looked beautiful. It tasted unique. The story was like extremely exciting, but every, let's call it normal businessman that looked at it says, you're doing a big mistake because there is no chance in the world that a company at your stage can really launch 15 SKUs. It's way too big. It's way too scattered. You cannot explain people all these messages. You cannot, it's it's just against every rule that we need to follow in launching a CPG brand like that. And I believed them and I wanted to focus and I wanted to do eventually focus on the cacao water, keep all the rest of the things on the side and then maybe do them in a later stage. But you know, Life happens to you while you're busy planning other things. And uh, the Whole Foods management saw the entire line. We were gifting it to people. So one of the top managers got it as a gift, saw the entire line, said they love it. They want to launch everything at one time nationwide in all the Whole Foods uh, stores in a window of like three months. And we did it. Is it a smart business decision? I have no idea. Is it going to succeed? I have no idea. I know that I love looking at this entire line, tasting it. I think it tells an incredible cacao story. Maybe it's not the right business decision, but um, it's definitely not an educated, like thought through business decision. It's more like, it's more like an urge. (laughs) It's more like an excitement, passion, of, wow, I want to do this. Look how amazing. We can do so many things with it. And then when Whole Foods tell you they want to put everything in their stores nationwide, how can you say no? Right. (laughs) If Whole Foods tells you to do something, you probably are in your best interest to do it. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I think the point that really resonates with me with what you just shared, Oda, obviously the point being not just a business person or statistician, you're a business artist. And I think the fact that you're taking this material, right, and you're finding creative ways to get the most value out of that material is just such a creative way to show to your audience. Again, not just like, oh, we're going to create this product and it's going to be sustainable and good for you. Like having that one product is great, but the fact that you were able to go so, so broad and vast and like show all of those different use cases, I don't know. I just think it's a very powerful way to show that you're not just creating a marketing message and pushing it out there with one product, right? Like you're really living, doing, and breathing that mission in the core of your business. And obviously it was powerful enough to resonate with the folks at Whole Foods. So they're they're a big partner for you, but you have a few others. So, I mean, what has been your approach to kind of building those wholesale partnerships? I mean, is there a certain way you think about like who your partners will be or, or is it just a, let's find out where the interest is and go from there? Here, here the route is relatively simple. We are aiming the natural channel, Whole Foods, Sprouts, Harmons, and then obviously online, uh, Thrive Market, um, Imperfect Foods, and those type of retailers. That's our, the natural is our <laughs> natural spot to start with. This is the consumer base that might have interest to the story of the cacao, to the potential of the cacao, and also to the overall story of sustainability and social and not just the functional benefits. So this is our this is our home ground and the place where we should really try and focus now. And obviously later, you know, you can grow to other retailers. But for us, that's the natural place and, and it's an easy decision. And we are fortunate at this stage that our story is unique on one hand. There are actually not really any other companies that are doing anything with the cacao fruit and creation the way we're doing it on one hand. And on the other hand, it's cacao. So it's not something that is like some kind of a niche, unknown ingredient or source. It's something that has like deep roots with with our culture, with, with stories, with obviously health and wellness in the re- recent decade. So we are in that regard, we are fortunate that all the interesting retailers, the leading retailers are interested to uh, display us and place us on the main shelf and very visible. And um, yeah, I hope it will help us as a business, obviously, but also will make a change in the cacao industry, which that's our uh, meaningful mission. That's great. So to that end, I mean, are you, when you're thinking about the growth of Blue Stripes, do you think that wholesale will be your most significant path to that growth that you want to see or aiming to see with the brand? Or is D2C or direct-to-consumer sales a component of the business that you're going to attempt to build out over the coming years? Currently, we're completely focused on on the, let's call it the conventional channel, which the natural channel of like Whole Foods, the, the, the retail stores. 
almost not putting any effort on D2C. It's a totally different angle. It's a totally different channel. Needs totally different funding and totally uh, different focus and management. That's our main focus. And I think it will be for the next, I don't know, couple of years because um, there is just so much to do there, so much expertise. And and again, if, if I can make any recommendation here, yes, I think it's better to focus on either one, either the D2C or the, the wholesale channel. Otherwise, you need to raise uh, insane amounts of... Uh, funding to really be able to grow it. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what new stores you end up in and, and what that path um, to D2C looks like, you know, if you guys decide to go that route. But I mean, as we kind of close up our, our time together, Odin, I want to close up by focusing on the future and anticipated impact. I mean, we, we've had a great conversation around you know, the story you're trying to tell, what your mission and intention is for the brand and how that's shining through in your products. But I, I have to ask, I mean, what kind of impact do you hope to make on the broader CPG space? Because, you know, you mentioned that Blue Stripes could be a possible model and basically a blueprint, I guess, that other brands could apply. I mean, is that kind of where you're setting your sights as a business artist and as someone who's telling stories is that is that your north star right now or the main thing for me and uh i don't know why my karma is is a cacao chocolate karma i'm there i'm, I'm doing it since i'm 27 or or before till now so it's like 25 years where i'm i'm mostly dealing with cacao and chocolate and it is a life story that started from this unique chocolate theater of Max Brenner and this very emotional experience of Max Brenner and now this very functional health and wellness angle of loose stripes and the cacao. And it will be incredible if sales and support of consumers to the Blue Stripes brand will lead eventually a big change in the traditional chocolate and cacao industry and turn it into a very uh, modern and up-to-date industry that is really in harmony with the environment, is fair to the, to the farmers and to the growers, and then eventually creating an incredible, healthy, functional product to us, the consumers. So... And if that, by the end of the day, will become a role model for other industries, that's amazing. And I think naturally it will be like that. But to me, I'm all focused about making a footprint and a change to the chocolate and cacao industry, such a huge industry that, you know, it's it's been an old industry, ancient industry started, I don't know, 400, 300 years ago. And now is the time to change. It's, it's not about the time to change. There is a need to change. And Blue Stripes is really bringing this need and making it something that is very viable and um, really possible to change this industry forever. Amazing. So to close out, Odid, is there anything in particular that you're focusing on? Any new trends or issues in the CPG world that you're 
infatuated by or is it all about the cacao right now? All about cacao. And uh, <laughs> and at this point, I have to say that I have to try and tame the creative beast in me and not thinking of any new products, any new trends, any new styles, any new designs, just kind of take this uh, huge burst of creativity that uh, started a little over a year ago, created this entire cacao line of Blue Stripe with everything that that is part of it and um, just making it happen and bringing this dream to become a reality. Amazing. Well, Odette, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, making that dream happen to speak with me today. It was great to learn about the brands, how you've evolved in your work, and how you're kind of looking at this space of brand building and commerce, because it is such an exciting time for CPG. There are so many great brands out there. And um, it was great to learn a little bit more about you and Blue Stripes. So thank you again so much for taking the time. Thank you, Alicia. Thanks for everybody who will listen. And to that end, to all of you out there, if you have any follow-up questions for Odin or any thoughts on this episode or what's happening in CPG, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line on Twitter at our touchpoints or on LinkedIn at Retail Touchpoints. We would love to keep the conversation going. And if you did like this episode or want to share your feedback, um, we would love to hear from you on your preferred podcast player. Just leave us a rating or review. And of course, subscribe. We are having conversations like this every single week about the latest and greatest topics in retail and CPG. So subscribe and you'll get those new episodes as soon as they are live. But for now, that's it from us. We will see you next time, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.